following message is brought to you by Champions Church. For more information, please visit champschurch.com. Thank you, Moya, for that reminder. It's always good to just reflect on why we're celebrating these different holidays and, and why we remember certain things and why we're off of work tomorrow and <laughs> other things like that. So thank you. Thank you for that. So I'm not Pastor Preston. Um, I got a text from him just before service. He says he's, he's getting, he did some services this morning and he's getting ready for some this evening and he said to greet all of you. So on behalf of Pastor Preston, greetings, everyone. <laughs> okay. So, I guess if you're going to title this this morning, let's call it Deconstructing Endurance. And that sounds like a 1995 Keanu Reeves movie, but um, uh, we'll, we'll go along with that. So, Deconstructing Endurance. Deconstruction is the opposite of construction. That means taking apart the contents of something, seeing what it's made of. And a lot of times, well, what I'm used to, I hear the word deconstructed or deconstruction a lot in restaurants. I like to hit up a fancy restaurant every once in a while. So um, there's, everyone knows what a banana split is, right? Everyone's had one before? You take a banana or two, you cut in half, there's banana, banana, you got ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, you get some caramel sauce, maybe put some nuts on it, you put whipped cream, top it off with a cherry. That's your standard banana split. But there's a restaurant that takes it a bit further, they have a deconstructed banana split. First picture, Allie, <laughs> please. This is called the Samba split, and it's a deconstructed banana split. So if you look up there, like you see caramel pop popcorn. It's not a very good picture. It's a really dark restaurant. But like instead of caramel sauce, you got caramel popcorn there. And then the ice cream, instead of like boring vanilla, chocolate, strawberry, you got dulce de leche ice cream. You got some strawberries. You got caramelized bananas instead of regular bananas, which is you just put brown sugar on bananas and you take a torch and you make the sugar a little crispy. You got little flans. You got little meringue. And everything, if, if that's just placed in front of you, you'd be like, oh, look at this fruit salad thing with ice cream. But when you really take it apart, all of those parts make up a banana split. Um, the chefs just were creative enough to take every ingredient and make it better than, than it is on its own. So let me give you another example, a, a local example. Um, next picture. This is um, a burger from Rockin' Rollers it's on Judge Ely. I'm not sure if they're open today or this weekend, but this is called the Poppin' Johnny, which uh, I wish there was a better picture. I was looking through my phone. I couldn't, I'm pretty sure I took a picture of it at one time. But what it is is like a, a deconstructed jalapeno popper burger. So we all know what a jalapeno popper is. We're from Texas. It's a jalapeno, cream cheese wrapped in bacon, throw it on a grill. So you take that burger, I think it's a brioche bun, which is nice, sweet French bread, 
you have the burger, you got bacon, you got uh, like grilled jalapenos, you got some cream cheese on there, and you have fried onion straws. And I remember biting into that burger, it's like, man, this is, this is pretty good. Uh, every ingredient is, is, is really made to, you know, beyond my satisfaction. But <laughs> and then like, it, it's a big burger, so when I'm getting full, a lot of us, when we get full, we just kind of play with our food, kind of pick apart. So I was picking apart this burger and, and trying every different ingredient. And, like, the bacon was fantastic. The, the cream cheese was really good. The jalapenos were really good. So, like, they did the same thing that they did with the, the samba split. They took every ingredient that was in a popper and just made it better together. Because when, when you take a bite of that burger, all of those ingredients... Are, are really good. They're great together, but even by itself, it's also top-notch. So, now, now, how do we apply that to our lives? Let, let's, let's see, uh, Galatians 5, 22, something we've all heard before. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. If you read a little bit before that, there's a lot of things that aren't good that you don't want to be associated with. But, but the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, all of that, that can be something that, that we can look at ourselves if, if we deconstruct ourselves and saying, you know, how, how do I be the best self I could be? Like, am I emitting love? Am I emitting joy? Am I emitting peace? Like, you can even deconstruct things even further than that, like love. Love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, love does not boast. Um, you can even dig deeper further than that, but just like on the surface level, are, are, we, um, are we producing the fruit of the Spirit? Are, are we producing things that, that are good inside of us? Like if, we're to, if our spirit is to be dissected and broken apart, are these the ingredients that, that are going to be found that, that, that make us up? Like you know, sugar, spice, everything nice, all that stuff, like... When you pick apart our character, is it going to consist of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, all the fruits of the Spirit? So that, that's just one example of how we can deconstruct ourselves to see how we can hold our character together. So after that example, we're going to move to another example. Matthew 24, verse 9. Let me read a few verses here. So we got the deconstructed part down. Now we're going to talk about the endurance portion. Now this is Jesus speaking, and he says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. It already sounds fun. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. So does that, does that sound familiar? Does it kind of sound like, you know, today? So, he says... Jesus says, but he who endures to the end will be saved, because there's all kinds of junk going on. But, as Pastor Preston likes to do, let's look at the old dictionary. 
he who endures to the end shall be saved. What does endure mean? It says to suffer patiently. Endure means to suffer patiently. So what is endurance? Is the fact or power of enduring an, an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving, a, giving way. So to take the endure example with endurance example means the fact or power of suffering patiently in a difficult process or situation without giving way. So endure, that's, that's a fun word. Um, you don't really hear the word endure used in a, a, like, like a fun situation, like, man, I'm going to go see that cool movie. I'm going to endure three hours of that. You know, it's not like I'm going to endure, you know, eating a Samba split and a Poppin' Johnny burger. That's, that's something fun, but like that, there's no suffering involved in that unless, you know, you have a food allergy or, or, or something like that. But, um, no, in, endurance. And endurance is, is, is something that, that uh, athletes have to, you know, get better at, you know. Um, even back in, in, like, 490 B.C., there was a guy named Pheidippides. He, um, he was, like, a professional courier. And, like, at one point in his life, he ran, like, 150 miles in two days, and then finally, like, he, he was delivering the news that, I believe it was the Greeks, defeated the Persians and went from a city called Marathon back to Athens. And it was like 26 miles, and he, he gave the, the news that they won, and then he died. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm not sure if this story is real or not. It, it could be legend because it was in, like, Greek poems and stuff, but, you know. No, because of that, because some dude died after running, you know, millions of people run marathons every year. So that's brilliant. <laughs> so, um, so, so even, even in the Bible, it, it talks about, about a race. Um, Hebrews 12, the writer says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So even from B.C. to, to the time the Bible was written, running was still a thing. I think probably the Olympics already happened and stuff. I should have checked that. But... Uh, <laughs> But, well, you know, it's still popular today, like, when, like, the Boston Marathon's on TV, like, people are tuning into that, um, and, and they're just interested in, in, in seeing these, these human feats, these great feats of, of people running so fast for, for so long. Um, so we're going to look at, at deconstructing endurance through, through, through my eyes, through my... I was one of the idiots that, that ran a marathon, you know, recently. So, so we're, we're going to take my experience and deconstruct that to see how, how we can apply what, what I learned in, into, into making us stronger to, to endure things in this life. You know, if we look back at, at the verse, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So the beginning and end is Jesus. It starts and ends with him. 
So back in January, I uh, was participating in the, uh, the Walt Disney World Marathon. So uh, you can go next picture, Allie. Um, there's the starting line. Uh, and then the verse says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So while, while we're looking, while we're running this uh, race of faith, because in your Bible, it may have a heading. The one I looked at, it, the heading was race of faith. So in this, this race of faith, our eyes must be kept on the prize. Our eyes must be kept on the finish line. So like one, one thing, one thing I did, I, right before I left my, my hotel room going, going there, the last thing I said was like, can't wait to see you later on today, just because I was, I was looking forward to getting back to the room um, because I had to do that. Um, but then like before, you, you got, running is pretty, pretty mental. It, it's a mental thing, and, and sometimes I'm not very good at that. So when you're running, you, you got to imagine you're already victorious. You, you got to imagine getting back to that finish line. You got to imagine the medal you're going to get at the end. This is the medal I got. Look at that. He spins and it looks like he's running. <laughs> so, I'm going to put it on. <laughs> so, so, so. I start the race, and then there I am, <laughs> excuse me, there I am running, and th this isn't the, the, the only race I ran that weekend. It was part of something called the Dopey Challenge, which only dopey people sign up for it, because <laughs> this was on Sunday. I ran a 5K on Thursday, a 10K on Friday, half marathon on Saturday, and this on Sunday. Um, plus, it's at Disney World, so I go run the race, clean up and go walk the park. So I already had like 65 miles on my legs before, before that. So I start running, and I'm like, okay. I, I took the other three races super slow. So I'm running this one. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go my normal pace. So I do that for about 10 seconds. And then my legs are like, no, nah, man, you can't do that. No, it's, it's, you're, you're too tired. You can't. So I had to scale back, back to my already slow pace. I'm not fast. I'm, I'm not a, a, I was out there for hours, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not fast. So, um, pacing is, is something that, that uh, is very important for runners because you can have all the adrenaline, you, you can have, you can be so psyched to, to be running that race and, and shoot out of the, the starting, the starting line, but um, that can kill you in the end. You're going 26 miles. It, that's going to be, be a long time. You don't want to tire yourself out too early, so I had to make sure that I, I didn't push too hard, which I never do. So, like in Psalms 23, 3, um, part of the 23rd Psalm, it says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me. That's the important part. Um, it's not, it doesn't say that, God, I'm walking side by side with you for your name's sake, you yeah. Um, it's important that, that God is leading us in, in every step that we take because we, we can't just, just go ahead of him and, and try to handle each situation on our own and then look back and say, hey, God, I'm here. Come on, what are you, what are you waiting for? You know, we have to be patient, wait on him, just like Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, um, very familiar verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. 
In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So acknowledging God, acknowledging that he's here, that, that he's the one in charge, that he is Lord, that he is the one um, that is guiding our life, guiding our journey, um, is, is very important to, to, not, to not get out of pace, not get out of sync with, with what he has. So after the first mile, um, I, was, I was doing well. Uh, next picture. This is my first mile. Yes, I'm dressed like Mickey Mouse. So, <laughs> um, okay, so, so the next checkpoint um, is a, it, it was a, is a few miles down. I, I kind of have to m mentally break up the race, like, hey, I'm from this point, I'm, I'll be here, and this point here. So like we started in, in Epcot's parking lot. Um, there are four parks in Disney World, and it's, it's like its own city if you've never been there. Um, but the next, the next part was mile five and a half. And, and there's this, this, it was like 5.45 in the morning when, when I started running. So it's, it's still cool. It's still, it, it, it was a cold weekend, but it's still central Florida, and it gets humid, and it'll eventually get hot. And about every mile or so, there are water stops. And like, e even after the first mile, you might think like, no, I'm good. Um, but, but if you come to the point where you're dehydrated or, or you feel cramping and stuff, it's, it's kind of too late. So, so you have to keep hydrating. And like, when I'm running, I don't crave like a milkshake or like root beer or a slushy from Sonic or something like I, I need water. I, I need electrolytes. I need like Powerade, Gatorade, something that that'll keep keep my system cool, keep it keep it going. So just just in the same way, Jesus, when he was talking to the the woman at the well in John four verse thirteen, Jesus answered and said to her, "Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst." But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. So, so when I'm running, you're, you're, I'm just taking water just for myself, just so I can keep going. But when we partake of the water that Jesus is offering, when, when we're accepting his spirit, his, his, his will in our life, that water that we're taking is not just for us. It's for all around us because it's, it's becoming in us a, a, a fountain springing into life. And, and a fountain, it, it goes like this. Fountain. There are many fountains. So, so it sprays all, all over. So, so what we, re we receive from Jesus, what we receive from, from the Holy Spirit, that, that's, that's meant to, to splash around those around us, our family, our friends, our, our, our church. So, so we we got to be be hydrated with with that living water that that that's gonna that's gonna keep us keep us going keep us moving in our lives. So um, I, I I made sure and, and made those water stops good. So next picture, so I can get to mile five and a half, right there. So, so after that, the, the sun started to come up. So. Um, I don't like the sun a lot, especially when I'm outside running. It's good. Sun is good. We need the sun to live, but when you're outside doing physical activity, it's kind of hard. But 
My next checkpoint was, was, was eight miles away. And from the Magic Kingdom, we went to Animal Kingdom. And they have to open the parks. So Animal Kingdom opened at 9. And I needed to get there at 9 o'clock because I needed to uh, do something there. And, um, and it's probably not what you think, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, I made sure to pace myself. And, and because from 5.45 to 9 o'clock, that's a really slow 13 miles. Uh, so, so when I finally got there, go to the next picture, please. There's me in the back. I needed to ride that roller coaster. I've been on it so many times, but, but, but as I'm approaching that ride, Expedition Everest, you hit the 13-mile mark, 13.1 miles. That's halfway. And um, the workers at Disney World, they're called cast members. So, and, and there's some people already in the park. So you see, you see a lot of people running, and they're cheering you on. They're like, go, oh, you're halfway there. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's a, it's a pretty good checkpoint because you think, like, man, I already made it 13 miles. I just have 13 more to go. Um, and thinking that, that you have a, that foundation already and, like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. So, so in the same way, uh, when you come across a situation in, in your life when, when you think you've made some progress, you, you think you've made a foundation of something that, that God has helped you build, that God has helped you through, you remember Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So that, that confidence is important just, just to remember that, that what he has done in your life, he's, he's going to be faithful to, to complete it, to, to do it again. Um, just, just having that, that remembering, like, like having, having monuments, um, you know, so-called monuments in your life where, where something has happened and you're like, man, that was, that's totally God. That was, that was God. Just remembering and being thankful for situations like that because you know that, that, that you can have that confidence that God will will see you through the end. And that's important after this point because um, I was feeling good after 13 miles. And then uh, you usually hit the wall at, at, uh, of a marathon at mile 20, but um, that happened at like 16. Um, <laughs> so um, my feet and ankles were, were really sore. Um, there's a, I heard an interview with uh, someone who's the unofficial American half marathon record holder. Like, he can run a half marathon faster than I can run a 10K. But, like, he was a professional runner, and he said, like, that's pretty much just a professional pain manager. So, like, when he's running so hard, like, his legs might be dead, but he has to keep going. He has to keep enduring through, through anything that might, you know, cramp up in his body. I'm not like that. If I cramp up or anything, I'm going to stop and, you know, take care of it or something. But, but um, looking back now at, at those both ankles were hurting. So, like, it even kind of hurt to walk. I, tr I tried to walk it off, like, for half a mile. But looking back at that, I was like, yeah, probably wasn't that bad. I probably could have done, done more than just kind of wimp out and make an excuse to walk for a little bit. But. We look at 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. 
verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So even though I felt like my outward man was perishing, (laughs) my inward man was being renewed because I have this story to tell. (laughs) I have this the story of endurance it tells like man it was bad like i don't I, I don't know maybe years from now it would be like oh yeah i couldn't walk and all that but no but but for now it's it it, it was it was it it you know it's one of those things kind of builds character cuz like man i i went through that like it wasn't anything like life altering but like it's a good story to tell and to remember next time i'm running a long distance and I'm like remember that time your feet and ankles were sore well get over it you know <laughs> It's, you know, for, it's for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. You know, it, 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 I don't remember how long it lasted, a couple hours maybe, but it was working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So, so that, that's something that, that I, can, I can carry that, that I eventually overcame. Next picture, this is how I felt. Yeah, <laughs> it started to get hot. Okay, so so now the sun really was up by then because I, I was probably sweating a little bit. But um, the, the the heat, the Florida heat, it's it's pretty humid. I was there just last month, and I was like the most humid it's it's ever been for a race. But th- this was up there too because there were no clouds, and like like. Three, four days earlier, like, I was bundled up for a race, and now, like, that. Um, so, I, I knew I was, this was mile 17, but going, going up to mile 20, I, I knew I had to, uh, to keep going. I, I, I knew I had built a good enough cushion that the people that sweep, the slow people, people that can't make it, I knew I, I built enough cushion where, like, I was, I was fine, even though, like, my pace really slowed down. It was, I, I knew if I just kept, kept running a little bit and, you know, taking, taking a little walk break here and there, I, w- I would make it. But as Paul reminds us in Philippians 3, verse 12, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things or which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Christ Jesus. So I forget those things which are behind me. I forget that the the sweepers, they call them balloon ladies because they're, they hold balloons. And once they pass you, it's not good. I thankfully have never seen them before. So um, I forget, you got to forget that they're behind me. Like when I was, after this, we, we headed into ESPN Wide World of Sports, which is a large sports complex. So we go in there and run, run around, and then we exit. Um, 
I think the most scared I was during the race was I was exiting. I didn't see anyone entering. So I knew somewhere in that area the sweepers were there. So I just had to keep going and forget about that and keep my eye on the prize right here. <laughs> because if I didn't finish, technically I would get it, but I probably would say, no, nah, I didn't finish. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get it. Um, we press on because there, there are buses along the route that say parade bus. It's not a parade bus. That's for, for people that get swept that go in it and then get shuttled off to the finish line. So there, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of tears in there and a lot of bad moments. But, um, you know, if I was hurting so much, I, I, I could give up and just, like, walk on that bus. But, you know, that it never crossed my mind. Um, just like Paul says, we, we press on toward the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I know there, there's, there's other parts in the Bible where, where it talks about like the upward call, the heavenly call. So, so in our life, we just need to, to keep, keep our eyes on, on that heavenly call, that, that ultimate, the ultimate gift that, that we're going to receive at, at, at the end after we do our, all our, our work for, for God here. Um, you know, just like, like it was said earlier, just keep our eyes on Jesus. Always, you know, just like the song says, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Always focusing on, on what's ahead, focusing on the finish line and, and, what, and what we have to do. Uh, the mile 20 picture, Allie. That was kind of how I was feeling at mile 20. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so a- after we... Uh, we head out of ESPN. It's about like mile 21. We uh, we head out. You know, there's like it's 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 nice of them to put an on ramp, an incline at like mile 21. But there's a Toy Story uh, toy soldier there to help you out, encouraging you to to, to run up the hill. But like I was like, no, I'm not running up that hill. You can. <laughs> But uh, we head through there. We head through Hollywood Studios, and then and Epcot is the going back to Epcot. That's that's the the home stretch. Uh, we enter in the backside of Epcot, and, and World Showcase is just like a circular area where I think there's like 11 different countries in Epcot. And, and when you hit that point, it's like a victory lap because you know, like. I probably won't get swept in here. They probably won't pick me up in here. So, and it's 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 pretty exciting because when you run around the different countries, all all the cast members there, they're they're all actually from those countries. Like when when you're when you're running by like France and Morocco and and Mexico and Italy, like they're really from there. So it's 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 kind of cool and genuine-ish even though it's a fake country in there. But they're, they're cheering you on they're, they're, uh, because they know you've been on a, a great journey. And, and when you're in there, it's just like relief and, and just, just thanks. Um, Colossians 2, verse 6. As you, have, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, 
abounding in it with thanksgiving. So if we're rooted in Christ throughout our lives, if we're, if we're rooted in his word and his, and his promises, we should always be, be just thankful people. You know, like we always say, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Um, how we need to have a heart of thanksgiving for us to even enter into the presence of God. So, so just being grateful, a grateful person, um, especially af- after, we, after we endure something, whether it's the whole life of faith, life of race of faith, or just every situation, just, just always being thankful. Here's my mile 25 picture. Disney princess picture. <laughs> so, come on. Um, yeah, so as you know, I crossed the, the, the finish line, and uh, it, was, it was good. I was out there for, for a long time, but uh, the, the, endurance, the endurance test was, was complete. If we look back at Hebrews 12, one, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So everything we do, it comes back to the cross. So Jesus endured the cross. He endured all that pain, all, all, all the, the torture, all the suffering just for us. So the least we can do is, is endure in our situations, and I, I, I believe, like, the th- these things we looked at to deconstruct enduring, just, just being on, on the pace of, of God, being on his, his timing, you know, make sure to fill ourselves with, with the living water of the Spirit of God, you know, to, to always thank him for that confidence that we have that he's going to do the work in us, to finish the work in us, and suffering patiently, but like not losing heart, even, we are, even though we are suffering, just, just knowing that, that he's going to be there, and pressing on, just enduring, enduring the endurance, and, and just, just always having a thankful heart for all of that, and keeping our eyes on Jesus, because You know, just like, like, like we remembered Memorial Day. Uh, every week we, we come and we know why we're here. It's because Jesus died and, and rose again for us. But let that become more, more real and evident in our lives. Just, just knowing, knowing that, you know, the power of the cross is, is alive in us today. The power of the resurrection is alive in us. So, so. Let's all stand. So, Lord, we thank you that you've given us the strength to endure. We thank you, Lord, that when we are weak, you are strong. Thank you, Lord, that, that we, can, we can be a people that, that can inspire ourselves, that can inspire others because... Because we'll always be strong 
because we know where our strength comes from. We know that, that you are our strength. We know that, that whatever life throws at us, whatever thing that, that, that is going to be, be in front of us, we, we know that you're, you're here to have our back. You, you're, you're not going to leave us nor forsake us. We thank you that, that you never change. You're, you're always there, always faithful. You're always faithful to us. never backing out on your promises. And we thank you for, for your great love that you have for us and the promises that we have in you. Thank you for the foundation that we can stand on. Thank you for listening to this message from Champions Church. We invite you to join us this Sunday for our celebration worship service. For more information, please visit us at champschurch.com.